Welcome to the yeah, Amplify yeah. You podcast with so your host, me, me Juan, um, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs just, from all different types of businesses like and share their right. story and amplify them. Every I am day. so excited to share each and every one of them now, with you. Especially, and maybe especially you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within and them and that might so help, help elevate you. So yeah, I'm stoked. I hope you are. So said, stay tuned. Uh, this is going to be an incredible ride. If God didn't give you tomorrow, what would you do today? Mm-hmm. And yeah. instantly, I thought about the people who I would call, what I would do different, right? So I started calling my mom, I called, called my, my, my wife, I called my kids, I, I called everybody I could, like even, even strangers that I haven't called in a while. Like, hey, yo, I just want to check up on you. How you, how you doing? Like, mm-hmm. right. And I was like, yo, this is what it's supposed to be like. Like, this is, yeah. like, we got to live more. That That's living, right? It's not the, Work. It's not the hey, what we doing? Hey, check, check. No, no. It's the, it's the. How can I help you? Yeah. Like the friend. Like I haven't called you in ten years. Mm-hmm. Yo, how you been? Um. So I'm grateful, man. Hi. Well, Luis. No, seriously. So if you, so, we're we're doing this a little bit differently, guys. So I literally just pressed the record button just to see how this would flow. And so I have Luis here, who are, we've met on Clubhouse, which mm-hmm. I say every time that this app has truly changed my life, and I know it's changed yours. Um, it's I've been able to connect with some incredible humans. And this episode, guys, I want to do a little bit something different because Luis went through something truly traumatic, and. I'm just grateful that he's here and alive after the, after this whole incident. And I kind of want to get people to understand because a lot of people aren't woke or I don't even, I don't even know if that's the right word to use, Luis. I guess, I guess I'm going to, I'll pass, right? So I'm going to pass you the mic first off. So people know who you are Mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll go from there and kind of share your story. Yeah. So we'll kind of be here. And then we'll exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got it. Yep. So my name is Luis Estrella. I'm a licensed realtor in New York, New Jersey, Dominican Republic, and Mexico. Mm-hmm. I also do hard money, private money lending um, around the world now. Um, and my job is to provide opportunity, not just to people in real estate, but businesses. My job is to be a bridge to anything anyone could ever need especially as to if it's to build wealth. So my wife and I, we started a company called Estrella Consulting Group. Um, and it's a husband and wife and children business. My, my son, if he hears this and doesn't <laughs> hear his name, Elijah and Ezekiel, they're also part of the business. They are the youngest realtors in the game. And they will let you know if you only sell four properties a year, you're not doing real estate. You're doing a hobby. Right. It's my son. I just had to quote him. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, the reason that I wanted to really bring you on, Louise, because I mean, I think the first time that I heard you speak on Clubhouse, mm-hmm. um, I was inspired by you. I was, I, you have this, first of all, this voice that you share on the stages is just impactful, right? And you're, you're, you, pet, you should patent the word, clip it, because every time, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Because every time you hear 
you know, that gem, that's what you share, but you shared incredible gems yourself. And then I was like, let me, let me check this guy out. Right. Let me, let me, let me look at his social media. And guys, if you're listening, social media is super important, you know, to really get to know the person. Right. So I'm on Luis's page and I see him on the New York subway sharing, like doing sales advice, right? Like, cause you're in real estate and I'm like, what is this guy doing? This is like, I've never seen this before because I've been living in the city for over, like I, I lived in the city for over like 16 years. And I'm like, mm. I see, you know, people on the subway do all different types of stuff, but I yeah. never saw that. So I was like, all right, I need to get this guy in there. Not only that, but I also heard about your story when you were violated, right? Mm. So I kind of want to get into that whole thing Mm. and kind of share that story a little bit. Cool. We're going to go, we're just going to go, we're just going to go in it right now. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, Cool. Um, August 12, 2012, uh, at approximately, well, let's start at 1230. My wife and I were on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know anything about my wife and I, we started at 16. We got serious right, at, right before the end of college. I called, I was like, yo, I'm ready for re- real life. And real life became Zoom, Zoom calls. So me and my wife are always on Zoom. Uh, she lived in New Jersey and I lived in East New York. So me and her on Zoom, we fall asleep to each other on the, uh, you know, it's corny, but it, we do it, right? Um, <laughs> especially with a long distance relationship. That's how we got by. So at like one 30, she falls asleep. Not me. I'm like, yo, I'm thirsty as hell. I'm in East New York. It's hot as hell. Uh, we're not running the air conditioner because the air conditioner will work. And it's a bunch of fan air conditioners. I'm like, yo, I need something to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, anything about me. I love Arizona green tea. Right. Mm-hmm. With the ginseng. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Me, mm-hmm. it's, it's just light enough. Right. And it's just sweet enough that you're good. But I'm also a true New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know when I'm getting cheated. So when they change the metal cans to plastic, right. I don't play that. Right. Right. You lose three ounces. Right. You lose. Th- Most people not paying it. I'm watching the number. I'm like, convenient my ass. You took three ounces from me. Right. So I go. At 1.30 at night, I go to the first bodega. It's on Hendrix. It's on. So you got Hendrix. You got Van Sicklin, right? Mm-hmm. Van Sicklin. And then you got Miller, right? In between Miller and, 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 uh, and Van Sicklin, there's a little peninsula. These things will be important later, but okay. I just need you to see where, where everything is at. Okay. That peninsula is where the bus stop is. Across that peninsula is a Chinese store on the left-hand corner. I'm going to refer to it later. And then there's a bodega. I go to all these places all the time. All the time. All the time. Because there's a homeless shelter right on this right-hand corner, right next to the peninsula. All right? So now we got it all mapped out. Now, now, mm-hmm. now you're with me, right? So I'm going to bring you with me. 
I live here. My family owns a six-unit building on Hendricks and Ulaz, right? Mm-hmm. right? Hendricks, right there. Boom. That'll also be important. I go out to the corner. I see my friends on the corner. I give them a dab. I'm like, hey, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? And I'm like, yo, I still need my freaking Arizona. Boom. Go to the first corner store. Yo, let me get Arizona. We only got the plastic bottles up. Good. Don't don't play with me. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I go to the other one across the street from the Chinese store. Now I go from this corner mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. past the peninsula. Right? See my friends right before I go past the peninsula. See my friends. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? On my way to get to Arizona, I go to get past the peninsula. Yo, 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 let me go. Let me go. Little kid gets thrown on the floor. He was just riding his bike on the corner when I saw him, when I was going from corner store to saying what's up. He was riding his bike on the corner talking to a girl. Like just ch- just chilling, kicking it, kicking it, talking to a girl or something. Because I pay attention to everything. I'm in East New York at night. Right. Like you got to pay attention to everything. 100%. So, yeah. Boom. Here we are on the corner. Right? Walking to, to the peninsula. Kids getting thrown down. Like, yo, yo, yo. And we watching. The cop is a black cop. Right? Mm-hmm. Black cop. Throws the kid on the floor. Slams him. Calls him back up. Kid is... Now, cop got him behind his back. He wiggling, he wiggling, but the cops got him. Mm-hmm. Locked up, everything. More cops show up, more cops show up, more cops show up. Cop cars coming up everywhere because the precinct is right there. So mm-hmm. cop cars showing up, showing up, everybody's showing up. It's just a good old time tonight. Mm-hmm. Now they get the knee in the kid. Then they get the kick in the kid. The kid is screaming. He's ah! just screaming because they kneeing him. And kid, he's already detained. Cops are just showing up, just Going crazy. And everybody's like, go. Now everybody moved from that corner. So everybody, everybody that could see. I mean, you got people on the right, you got people on the left. Everybody that could come out Came is out. seeing this wild shit. Because I'm telling you, there's so many police officers. It's just cars blocking the, the intersection. There's so many intersections. Just block it. They mace the kid. Then they tase the kid. Kid is already det- he's been detained for minutes, and this is just a lynch mob. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. One black cop started it, and now one more black cop showed up. You better believe that. Mm-mm. Not at all. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And we're screaming, "Yo, that's not right." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. And we all pulling out our cameras. Now my phone is dead. Mm-hmm. I'm doing life insurance. And right now, I don't even got life insurance, but I got to insure his life. You see the irony in that? Yep. I'm about to hit six months in life insurance, fresh out of college. I'm fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. Everything is supposed to go right. My student loans is about to start next week. I got six months grace period. You know that. Come on. You know that. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right? But, but that's not even what you're thinking about right now. But listen. Hmm. 
The point is, I'm fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. I got loafers on. I'm still living like I'm in Indiana in my brain. Mm-hmm. Right? I went to school at DePaul University in Greencastle, Indiana. A Brooklyn kid went to school in Indiana. Got a full tuition scholarship to go to Indiana. Shout out to the Posse Scholarship. Not because I had the best grades, but because I'm hungry. Mm. Do you know how I got out of college? Take a motherfucking guess. Take a guess. Take a guess how I got out of college. I mean, you you graduated. I don't, I don't know. All the courses that I needed to take in order to get out of college mm. were full. Because they do them in little in little spurts. Uh-huh. So if you're not in that round, shit out of luck. Maybe next time. Maybe the next semester. Yeah, a kid from Brooklyn, from East New York, that moved around more times than a military kid. Because he poor. Yeah, I don't got him next semester. So you know what I did? I showed the fuck up to the classes. Mm-hmm. First row. First kid. There every day. Every day. Answered more questions than every kid in the class. I didn't have the books, but I borrowed the books. I scanned the books. Now I got the books. Now I'm your best student. Mm-hmm. Are you going to kick out your best student? You're not on my roster, sir, but I show up more than anybody on your roster, sir. I got into every single class that way. There were seven classes that I needed in order to graduate. And guess what? I got every one. For the moment you showed up sick, for the moment you showed up late, you know who got your spot? Me. And that kid with that hunger left college ready to take over the world. And it didn't matter if I started with life insurance and ended up wherever, if I'm going to go somewhere or I'm going to get there. And I don't care how narrow the uh, narrow the road or how lonely the road, I'm going to get there. Here I am watching somebody that looked like my little brother get torn to pieces. There's a reason that I called it a lynch mob because there were a bunch of people there to watch it happen. And there's nothing that we could do to stop it. Every single one of them had guns, batons, clearly mace, clearly a taser. They don't used it already to scare everybody to the fuck up. And guess what? While everybody was caught up in the mayhem, I walked from where I was to three car lengths to another angle just to see what they were really doing with it because they blocked up all the streets just to block the the mayhem that was happening to the kid. So I moved around just to watch. Hmm. I said I was there to ensure his life. I had to watch. I wasn't there to be combative. At first I was yelling, but then I moved away from yelling just to watch. Then the lieutenant comes. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Yo, move. Yo, move. White shirt, lieutenant, white man. Right here. Yo, get the fuck out of here. Move. Fuck out of here. So I go from three car lengths behind where the mayhem is happening, where the Chinese store is happening. Chinese store? Oh, I'm behind that. Mayhem, right? Mm-hmm. Safe way, but they tell me get the fuck back. Now I go to the corner store across the street from the mayhem because now they done picked up the kid's body and they threw it on the car. And the kid, and when I, as soon as I get to the to the corner store across the street from the Chinese store, is when they throw his body on the car, and I froze. So I'm like, at least he's alive. And then his legs collapse because they have been kneeing, kicking, and mace and tasing. They are already 
His body collapsed. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's dead. And then a police officer comes to me. Didn't we fucking tell you to move? Didn't we tell you to move? And I'm like, yo, sorry, sorry. I didn't know. Because I froze, man. I saw the kid. I just froze. So I walk from the bodega. Remember, Chinese store mm-hmm. bodega. Walk from there to the peninsula. Mm. Walk the fuck off. I get just before the peninsula. Stop right there. Where do you think you're going? Huh? Five officers line up in front of me. Like, kind of like a, like a Roman battalion. Because you have the tallest one. About six foot three, six foot four. Taller than me. I'm fucking five, eight, five, nine. Boom. Tall as fuck. And then you got them kind of lined up. You got a really brawlic one over here on the left-hand side. You got a, you got a one with red hair. You got a bald one. But the cop, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, he got black hair. Really like, like big, not, not like a skinny 6'4", like a, like a, like cornbread fed. I played mm-hmm. college football with these type, type. Right. Biggest, just big for no reason. So, sorry, sorry. Um, but they line up in front of me and they say, stop right there. Where do you think you're going? I said, excuse me, sir. I was listening to the lieutenant. He told me to move off the corner. I stopped right here because uh, I heard you guys say, like, where do you think you're going? So I, I stopped. But I was listening to instruction. You some type of tough guy, huh? You some type of tough guy? Would you know everything? You some type of tough? Excuse me, sir. Ah, listen. Here's what I do know. I know my laws. I went to school for this. What was my major? Conflict studies with a strength of sociology, communication, and religion. I went to school for this. Mm. And I know my rights and I know my laws. I went to school for this. I'm out. So I walk away. I take long steps away. And then I hear them say, what do you think? He grabs my arm. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. So now I take a couple steps back and I'm like, yo, like there's no reason for you to touch me. Like I'm good. Like I didn't do nothing. I'm good. So now I take a couple of steps away and I hear belts jingling and shit. I turn around and I get punched in the face. My left shoe flies off. He's resisting arrest. I stand up and all I see is a bunch of fucking just shirts, just shirts, just shirts. They wrap my arms around my back. And the big one swings on me, hits me. They throw me on the floor. And I used to study capoeira. Mm. So instead of just standing on my face, I braced my, I braced my, my hands just before. Mm-hmm. And there were 15 police officers that jumped on me. They punched me. And I screamed, why are you punching me? Why are you kneeing me? Why are you kicking me? Why are you punching me? Why? And I'm screaming it at the top of my lungs, man. Just so everybody knows, because I know they cannot see, man. I just saw them do that to him. So I'm screaming everything, everything. And what do they do? They wrap their hands around my hair, because I got long hair. Mm-hmm. And they slam my face into the concrete, trying to get me to pass out. Why are you slamming my head into the floor is what I scream. Why are you near me? Why are you kicking me? Why are you punching me? 
And they just go on and on and on. And I just keep yelling, take me. Just mm. take me. Put your hands behind your back. My hands been behind my back. Just take. But they're shouting things to make it seem as though. Mm. And I'm yelling, why are you punching me? Why are you need me? Just take me. Just take me. And they're just ravishing me. Squaring up on me. And it's on camera too, by the way. Squaring up on me and everything. And I'm like, I might die. Hmm. Maybe. But I didn't do nothing. Right? I didn't swing. And they were going to swing. I didn't swing. I'm trained in multiple martial arts. So I know what happens when I put my hands up. If I'm a fighter, if I'm a fight a battle, I'm a fighter in court. I can't win it out here. Especially now when they say he's resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. Now I'm charged with something I didn't do. My job is to represent that moving forward, right? Wouldn't you agree? The moment they say you're resisting, no, I'm no, I'm not. Right? And I'm getting swung on and punched on, and but it's all right. They grab me by my wrist. Right? They didn't grab me by my shoulder. No. They grabbed a 235-pound man just by his wrist and yanked me up until I was dangling in the back of my, which snapped both of my labrums and my right wrist. So I had to have reconstructive surgery on both of them and my right wrist. Um, and then they walked me over to the van, all of them, just, just blood hungry. You could hear them all talking crap and whatever. And then they throw me into the van and get ready to stand up and get into the van. And I turn around. Hmm. And I tell them, may God bless them. From the moment I looked in their eyes, they was ready to get into the van till I said that. And only three of them had the heart to move. The rest of them froze. We drove in the van. And I yelled, am I human to you? You treat me as a human. Is that how you treat a human? Am I human to you? They said, shut the fuck up before we make you shut the fuck up. That was a tall one. But the strong one drove. It was on the left-hand side that swung at me right after my arms were pinned to my back. And then the bald officer was with them in the van. We got to the precinct. They said, sign these tickets right here. We'll let you out the back. We won't even process you. Sorry, sir, I can't do that. Why? We won't even process you. We won't take your fingerprints or nothing. Mm. Sir, that's against my religion a lot. Sir, I didn't do a thing. Oh, you could just sign these. The judge won't even look at them. You good, you good. It's against my religion a lot. It's against my religion. And I just kept screaming. 
I kept screaming it till I drove them crazy. They walked me out of the van, the tall one, the one that swung on me, that started everything. They told me to shut the fuck up or you'll make me. Walked me out of the van. And as he's walking me in, he whispers to me just before we get there. Man, I know what you mean, man. I'm a born-again Christian, man. I, I know what you mean. Take me in. They're processing everybody. And the only words that could leave my lips for the next 72 hours as I went through processing was the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie on the green pastures. He restores my soul for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup of flows. Surely goodness and love will follow me of the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm. And I just kept saying it. And I would not sit down. I would not eat. I would not drink a thing. I would not sit down. That place wasn't meant for me. That place was not designed for me. And I knew God would come for me. I didn't know if any of the cameras worked. I didn't know. I said, this is not my present. This is not my future. This place is not for me. And I will not sit here. I will not eat here. I will not dream here. I just kept saying it. And the people kept looking at me while I'm being processed. What's wrong with it? And they asked me my name and I would not say a thing but that prayer. Hmm. Just get them in there. They process me, you know what I'm saying? Process me, you know what I'm saying? Then I get to my, my cell. And the one black cop, by the way, that started it all. I went to high school with him. He got to the cage that I was in. I said, how'd you get in here? Pretending as though... He wasn't on the scene. He was the person that started it all. Yo, how, yo, man, what happened? Yo. And I'm, after what you did, how could you not know? You see, two weeks before, he was in a, the bodega that I went to for the Arizona that had cans that now had plastic. And I asked him, hey, yo, man, didn't you go to Westinghouse? Didn't you go to George Westinghouse with my older sister? Didn't you graduate that same year? Yeah. It wasn't like being a police officer out here in East New York. Oh, it's us versus them. I ain't worried. Yo, how'd you get in here? Huh? Get from my face. And he walks away. And I gripped the bar so tight. That's what I realized. 
that something had been wrong with my shoulders. Because they popped out of place at the same time. And I said, huh? Because I was holding on to the ball. So, like, how could he? After going to my school, being a warrior, Western House Warrior. Western House Warrior. And that's, you caused his rage. You caused his damage. You almost killed a kid. You beat them down. Had them beat him. Called for them to beat him when you had it done. And they almost killed that kid. Fast forward. I said, yo, I don't feel right, man. Yo, let me go to the doctor. If you go to the doctor, then you're going to be in just this part of the processing an extra three to four days. So just so you know that if you prepared or if you got a job, then just know you're ready to lose it. I got to call my mom or something, man. Knowing full well, I don't know my mom's number. my saving grace though was the fact that my wife was on FaceTime the whole time my wife was on FaceTime in my house and my mom found my wife on FaceTime when she woke up and was like where's they were both like where where so my because my phone was open with FaceTime my mom was able to use my phone and get into my contacts and try to find me. So she found that I was at the police precinct. But she could not get to me. They kept giving her the runoff. Kept telling her I wasn't there or I wasn't whatever. I wasn't whatever. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a way to call her. So I call her job. Because that number I remembered. Got rat rooted with her. I spoke to her. And I said, Mom, I didn't do it. She's like, son, where are you? Where? Mom, I didn't do it. Like, they tried to kill a kid. And I just said it wasn't right. Like, now I'm here. I'll be home. Hmm. So where are you? Like, I, yo, not, man, I don't feel right. I got to go to the hospital. No, 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 no. They're telling me no, by the way, at that point. Now they fast forward me from one booking to central booking. Mm-hmm. And central booking, we're going through processing. I told you I got loafers on. I only got one loafer on now. And I'm walking through all types of whatever. And when we get through processing, I'm so lethargic i'm so out of it because remember i haven't eaten for whatever and i'm just and i haven't sat down like i don't sit down or nothing and i got on a polo i still look like i'm in indiana mm. i mean you see right loafers polo all types of whatever jeans now all ripped but oh it was not a polo it was a v-neck it was a like a nice little black v-neck and the police officer 
had torn holes in all of like all of it, like everything was torn. So now I look like uh, uh, the Hulk, like, like you know, <laughs> it's all done. But um, and then they bring me through processing, and when you go through processing, you got to see the nurse. You got to see at least one of the nurses that are in the processing. The lady looks me up and down. Shout out to Victoria. Uh, Because now she's a lifelong friend. (laughs) She looks me up and down and she's like, what the fuck happened to you? And I explain, I don't feel well. Everything is off. My shoulders, my brain, my everything, everything. What they had done to me. My eyes was all messed up. Like they had beat the mess out of me. Mm. And I'm like, yo. I explained to her what happened. And she said, son. He's going to take care of you. She called for the med. She called for the for the medics to come. She was like, hey, this one, this one's going to the hospital. Get him out. They got mad. No, no, he can't. Him, him. No, 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 uh, uh, no, no, he can't. No, he, no, mm-mm. It was like, it's his right by law. Right. To go to the hospital. No, no, no. We got to call our, we got to call our captain. No, no, mm-mm. I don't give a fuck who you call. Respectfully. It's his fucking law. And guess what? He's going to the hospital. Thank you very much. They bring me in there. Throw me in. I'm just happy to be alive. Can I be real? (sighs) Um... So now that I'm at the hospital, I'm like, at least I know, hopefully, my kids. Well, at that time, I didn't have any kids. My wife, at that time, I wasn't even my wife. She was my, my girlfriend. My mom would see me. Got into the hospital. That, right? That's what you're supposed to You're supposed to be okay. You get to that checkpoint, you're good. Yep. And I'm buckled up, like they got me chained by my ankles and all types of stuff in the in the hospital. And they're bragging about the numbers and the bodies that they caught that night. You listen to listen to my statements. Mm. They're bragging about the numbers and the bodies. But that was the term. The bodies that they caught that night, when they, when they were talking to each other, yeah, yeah, go. I got this many bodies. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you should see what I did to him. Yeah, we caught this many bodies. And they had admitted to a quota right there, right there. The numbers, the quota, and then the bodies, bro. Ugh. Bodies? I looked at myself, no lie, to this day. Am I a fucking body? Hmm. That's all I am. I'm a one and a zero. That's what I am. I'm getting these ones from you. 
or I'm turning you into a zero by putting a hole in you. Mm. Hmm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here I am in the hospital. I got to a checkpoint. I play video games. This is my checkpoint. Mm-hmm. They get out of pocket here and kill me. The doctors will have to tell them. Right? And I'm hearing a whole bunch of stuff and they treat me all t- types of ridiculous ways. Come to find out, my mom had actually found the hospital that I was in. They refused to actually let her in. Um, they refused because they knew I was under police attainment. But that took so much nonsense. I'm not even going to go into it. Mm. They get me in, process me. Let me. They let me go on uh, recognizance or whatever that is. Basically, a, a ticket to come back. Yeah. Right. I'm broke as. I'm not a flight risk. Trust me. I promise. I, I got 15 cents in my bank account. That's where I'm at. <laughs> Seriously. No, at that moment in time, I know it for a fact. I told you. August 12, 2012. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what my bank account had in it because of this. Mm-hmm. I got out of the police precinct. My mom picked me up. My, 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 wife, uh, my, my wife, now then girlfriend at that time. And then one of my brothers from Paul University, Ja, Man, just seeing their faces in the in the in the thing, I was like, I would there. It was my saving grace. Then I finally went to eat and all that stuff because I hadn't eaten basically. <laughs> so um when we got out, we were searching for the cameras. The the uh, uh what's it called? The homeless shelter on the corner, right next to where it happened, the police owned that. Because they patrol that and they own that. So that camera gone. Mm-hmm. Camera? Oh, they patrol that too. Gone. Literally gone. Um, Chinese store where they were beating up the kid huh. where this camera's directly at. Mm. Oh, nah, they don't got to take. Nah, not that night. Mm-mm. But the next night, they got to take. Uh, and then um, how am I going to prove my case? They hit me with disorderly conduct, disorder, uh, 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 disturbing a government official and resisting arrest. Fresh out of college. I just got a diploma. Now I got a rap sheet. What are you talking about? I lost my job, by the way. Life insurance? Gone. Because of this? Yeah, gone. What are you talking about? I'm in days, no work, no show up, no, no call, no nothing. Who are you? And now I show up with a rap sheet after no days of, of answering nothing. What are you talking about? Go on. Go on. Every... Now I graduated college and now I got a rap sheet. Awesome. Great. Great point in Monopoly. <laughs> right. That's us go, right? That's go and then, a, and then an ankle brace. <sighs> Basically. Right? Let me tell you why. Because every job you try to apply for, fingerprinted. You got to act a case. Not happening. Mm. Not broke. So all the while, very next day out, come find a goddamn camera. I'm, I'm, I'm shit out of luck. Third day, wouldn't you know? Three little birds outside my doorstep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A cab driver comes to me. He was like, hey, man. Hey, man. 
Eso era tú. ¿Ah? La otra noche, eso era tú en, con la policía. Mm. Yeah, that was me with the police. What? What? What happened? Mira, yo, yo, yo sé alguien que, que tiene el video. What? Sí, él tiene el video y está muy claro también. What? You, he has the video and it's clear? No, no, no. Sí, mira, pero tú sabes, eso va a cuesta. That, that's going to cost me something. Oh. Yo, look, oh. this is why I know. Look, look, fact check me. Mm -hmm. This is why I know that I had fucking 15 cents in my bank account because I pull out my Chase account and I go beep, boop, beep, boop, and I show him my password and I say, hey, this is what I have in my bank account because this is where I'm from, just like you. And this will never change for me or for you, even if you want something out of it. It ain't going to mean enough, bro. Because clearly I ain't got shit to get. <laughs> Let me talk to him. Only 30 seconds. I go. I talk to him. We get in the car. We get in the van. It's a taxi driver. They got the video. Hmm? I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Um, yo, he just told me that you have the video of what happened to me. He looks at me. He was like, primo, yo te... What they say? I'm like, nah. Um, I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Nah, I know you, bro. I'm like, no, you don't. I not unless you like poetry, because I, I recite poetry on the train, but not unless you like poetry. Right? Because that's what I'm doing. I use poetry on the train. That's what I do. And then, especially on my way to life insurance, that ride is long as shit to the Queens. Oh, yeah. So I do something with it. Mm -hmm. um, he was like, yo, I think I drive your mom to work. And I've been driving your mom to work for the last two years. You look exactly like your mom. And the hairs on my skin stand up. Mm -hmm. Out of all the people in all the world that has the video to the carnage that happened to me, just so happened to be person that drives my mom to work every single night. He looked at me and was like, man, I know your family. I'm not. You could take this video, but I live right next to the precinct. So I don't want shit to do with your case. Do you agree? Wow. Take the video. Fast forward. They start posting up police officers outside my house because my house is on the corner to intimidate me. Every day I go home, they flashing lights on my face as I'm walking down the, the, the neighborhood. They literally posted up outside my gate trying to give me a hard time as I'm going home. Every like They were on a hunt because they didn't finish. Whatever it was, they didn't finish. So for the next several weeks, They continued to make my life a living hell. When my friends were walking me home because I was scared because I saw them on the corner, 
or the or the block that I lived on, I went to the corner. I said, "Yo, can you call the police? Can you call the police on something?" They said, "Who?" I said, "The police." Like, can you just tell them, like, to to just relax? Like, like, who the fuck do you call on the police? And the shop owner was like, "Listen, man, I don't want no problems, man. I don't want no problems because he knew he knew what happened to me." He was like, "I don't want no problems, man. Like, you find the police. I don't." I don't want no problems in this store. I just want my store to be the store. The same one that I went to the Arizona can to begin with. Left me out the fucking dry after all the money that I spent at that fucking store. All the Arizonas that I get, or everything that I get at that fucking store, hung me out the dry. Real quick. Real quick. I never did business there again. Right? Paying me out. When my friend found me at that store, he was like, bro, I'll bring you home. They tried to arrest my friend for bringing me home. And my mom came out. I don't know where the fuck my mom came from. I swear to God. My mom came out. No, mm-mm, you're not touching my boy. Mm-mm. Not me. Not me. Not me. She grabbed him and took him the fuck out of the police custody. You're not touching my boy. Mm-mm. No, my boy was walking home. Mm-mm. No. Big mama style. Like, get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> And I took the fuck off and got the fuck home, right? Because they, they created enough distractions. I was like, I'm out. Because my mom, every single night after that had happened to me, my mom would sleep on my side. She'd sleep on the floor while I slept on a cot. I told you I was in East New York. I'm trying to, I just got out of college. I'm sleeping on a cot so I don't get comfortable being home. Yo, we got this bed. We got, I'm not staying here. Right. This is a landing space, not a fucking nest, not mine. I flew out this mug. I'm out. I'm out. I just graduated. Right? But I'm, I make myself uncomfortable. That's why you, I wasn't kidding. I said I live there. I live in the uncomfortable, so I'm not surprised when I get there. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a different altitude here. But this experience was so bad. The 75th precinct is so goddamn bad that if you go on Netflix right now and look up the 75th, they made a fucking documentary about these assholes. They make people disappear. And I'm in the case against more than 15 of them. So, for me, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I, I mean... I'm going to, I want to let a lot of that breathe because like, to me, everything that you just said is giving me realization of how fucking corrupt the police department is. And when you watch these movies, it was your life. I guess what I want to ask you is how do how do we as society fix this shit? Oh, it's simple. Actually. First, you have to diagnose the problem before you can fix some shit. Mm-hmm. After this all said and done, let's put it behind us. It happened. I beat the case years and years and almost a decade later, right? 
But in that process, I had a meeting with the Department of Justice at a police reform conference, wouldn't you believe? I had been invited to be a speaker because I had done poetry all over, homeless shelters, men's shelters, everywhere. But I had made such an impact in the city that our open mic literally was titled The Open Mic, Hmm. right? Packing out warehouses, doing whatever, and had built so many connections that when it happened to me, I was at the height of me performing on New York City subways and doing whatever. We were called Street Poets NYC. We would go everywhere and anywhere. Literally anywhere was our stage. And anywhere still is. But now my stage is real estate. But with that being said, right? That, doing all that, helping the, the community, got me the connections that I got put on a panel with the Department of Justice. So now I asked them, my shot, here's my shot. I'm, I'm with Crump, the attorney. Mm-hmm. That represented Trayvon and everybody else. And, and I got this poem for Trayvon that I'm perform- that I performed for him. And he was like, You gotta perform that for them. Well, whatever. I'm in front of him, I'm in front of the Department of Justice, and I got one shot, one question. Because everybody else got a limited question. Who controls all 18,000 precincts? Do you control them, Department of Justice? Well, no, you know, technically, nobody really controls them. They're all individually owned and operated, like franchises. But we can incentivize them. We can give them bonuses. <laughs> we can give them bonuses. We can incentivize them to do better. We Could you imagine you not showing up to work, you not showing up with your job, and your boss saying, you know what they need? To show up to work, they need a raise. Let me give them more money because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Let me let me give them more money. And I was in such awe and in such horror that by the time I performed for for for, for Crump, the attorney, I let the fucking house loose because I was so I was just like a man possessed. Because now at that moment I realized that they're mercenaries being paid by us to abuse us, to go outside and then act like they own us. Well, technically, they have no master. They're just pit bulls out here taught with guns. So how do you solve it? That's the problem. Got it. Got it. Diagnose the problem. Got it. Like a Pepsi Cola can. Got it. Now we know the top can't solve it. Right? Would you agree? Right, the top I'm just gonna... said. Yeah. The top just said we don't solve that. Right. Go to the other department. What's the other department? All eighteen thousand. If you want to change them, you got to change each one of them. You change two. You change ten. <laughs> oh my God! You changed the hundred police departments. Let's write articles about you. Well, guess fucking what? The rest of the tree is still rotten. Mm-hmm. The way that it works is still rotten. You must destroy in order to rebuild. Remember that statement. Hold on.
You said, how do you solve it, right? Mm-hmm. Not how do you patch it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You fucked around and had this interview on the right day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you solve it the way I'm now solving it. Mm. How? So you got beat up by the police or oh, because you, you want to police a, a lawsuit. Now you feeling yourself. No. I got so deep into real estate. I realized that there was a reason they used to kill us. For even reading a book. And now my information moves at the speed of thought. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> you don't fuck the run and put me at the right part of history. Like a crescendo. <laughs> so how did the guy that get beat up by the police solve police brutality? Oh, because he lives in 2045, 2050. What? Let me show you something. Hold on. Let me break it down for you. This realtor is also a crypto certified real estate agent. Checkmate. Why is it checkmate? What makes you so calm? What the fuck does that have to do with police brutality? Well, everything, actually. Let me describe. Wouldn't you mind? When I teach every human being alive, especially black and brown people, to own everything the light touches, even if it's in small little slices that pay them every single first and 15th of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the first of the month. Get up, get up. (laughs) And your bank account just go off. Because you put all that money that you used to pay for the lottery into paying for yourself and your future and your generation. And you realize that your life is the lottery and you start playing yourself instead of playing yourself. Mic drop. Flip it. Flip it. <laughs> right. So when you do that. And you take that $4,000 that you were pissing away on lottery every year and you invest that in a fractionalized portion of a cash flowing asset. Because you're going from an unaccredited investor to a sophisticated investor that can invest on a marginal scale thanks to the Reg A plus created by the Jobs Act. You combine NFTs, non-fuckwittable tokens. (laughs) By the way, we own nonfuckwittabletoken.com and .co. You own and control the intellectual property behind every home. You attach every home to a smart contract and protect wealth, not through a probate process, mm -mm. not through regular means. mm -mm. It's immutable, unchangeable. It's there. 
Your title search is not one second. Bing. Tax account, not one second. Bing. Everything. Mm-hmm. Speed of thought, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what does this have to do with police brutality? I'm, I'm still kind of confused. Well, if you own all the land, including the land that the police precinct is on, and you own the roads that the police are driving on, and you own the homes that the police are leasing, and you own the homes or the condos that they are renting, and you own their jobs and the commercial property that their jobs go to and every business that they run, and you own everything the light touches. And and because you control everything the light touches, as a people, not as a person, not as Lewis the God himself. No, 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 no. I'm created by God. I'm man. Mm-mm. But my 10,000, 20,000, the people that I'm, I'm leading right now so they can lead themselves. Oh, don't fuck around and let them find the 12 scrolls hidden within these, within these classes that I'm teaching. Don't fuck around. Because by the time people catch on, by the time people really watch this interview, it's too late. It's too late. It's caught fire. It's unstoppable. You know why? You know why? Why? Fuck around, take a guess. <laughs> why? 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 What? What gives this crazy guy who says he's living in 2045, 2050 the confidence to say that he's going to stop police brutality and he's going to teach people how to own the light touches? How the fuck can he be so boastful? How can he be so brave? How can he be so bold? And how could he have positive vibes only? How how could this guy, made from a woman, but connected to God, be so confident? Hmm. Well, because just as of the last four days, I wrote a kid's book called The Bike of My Own. Mm-hmm. copyrighted trademark a bike of my own to teach children zero to nine the importance of home ownership compound interest and investing in thyself and the impact that that could have on a young mind when taught soon enough so that's zero to nine and then i wrote a curriculum actually three curriculums based around blockchain financial literacy, cryptocurrency, and most important of all, real estate, including soft skills like how to talk to people and how to ask questions. And that's a six-week, five-day-a-week curriculum, including the handouts to do and the lectures to talk about. So it's a copy and paste. You can take it, you can get it. And guess what? I'm licensing to every school across the universe. Hmm. I'm patenting and trademarking this across the universe. So when the aliens pick it up, they're going to be like, God damn, that was cold. <laughs> I got to buy that NFT. I got to I gotta get me a little parcel of this, whatever, right? So realistically speaking and really looking at this, I wrote those three curriculums. One, One, after you read my bike of my own and you've been a kid and you read it all your life, 
holy shit, there's a curriculum to bring it to life? What? And it teaches so much more. And by the way, I have a line full of 10 kids books already. But the first one is called The Bike of My Own, then A Business of My Own, then Entrepreneurship of My Own, because there's a difference between working in a business and running a business. Men, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. I know because Jay-Z was a Westinghouse warrior. So was Biggie. Ooh, that part. Epic. Mm-hmm. Right? So just hear me out. Putting all this together, a curriculum for as soon as you get out of taking and reading all my books and, and all that stuff as a kid. Why? Because it's a part of every curriculum everywhere. Bunch of kids' books like Harry, Harry Potter and Dr. Seuss, except we're going to teach you financial literacy and it's going to be caked into nice cute stories about nice little lion cubs, the lavish living lion NFTs, which is what I'm building, non fuckwittable tokens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So just hit me out. Hit me out. The reason that I'm doing it like this is because that's level one. Seven to 13 is the first curriculum. Then that curriculum evolves with them. What? 14 to 18. Oh, yeah, we got them too. Oh, yeah, we done fucked around and got them too. Then you know what I finished last night? Right before my computer died. Do you know? Right when I hit enter? I said, wow. I didn't even get a chance to finish saying, wow. <laughs> before my computer went boom. Right. Because I overworked it. I finished the college curriculum last night for 18 to 75-year-olds. So, yep. Oh, and did I tell you? Did I tell you? I just released my book. I just told you about the other stuff. I just mm-hmm. released my book today called A Realtor's Guide of Monopoly. A Realtor's Guide to Monopoly. A uh, vision for wealth, uh, wealth creation through real estate, and I sold my first twelve copies today. Just released it today. Boom. Shout out, to the team, baby, Arthur style. Boom! What? I couldn't call myself an Arthur. I don't care if I wrote it till it was till I sold the copy. Now, fuck with the kid. We out here. Woo! Straight out the gate. Woo woo boom. <laughs> I mean, I think what I'm getting at with all this is that this incident that happened to you put something in you to say, all right, I'm going to take control now. And this is how I'm taking control so that nobody can feel what I felt ever again and deal what I felt ever again. And as we kind of round this out, Luis, looking at your kids, right? Looking at your family, right? Mm-hmm. Doing everything that you're doing for them, right? Mm-hmm. What is that? I mean, I probably could already understand it, but what is that legacy that you want to leave them? So the beauty of that question Do you know what my son has said since the age of three Mm. when I brought him along with me to show houses at the age of three and I'm hosting open houses 
and he's taking the kids to show the house at the age of three. And he says, Daddy, Daddy, what do you do? Hmm. And I said, son, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. I said, Daddy, I said, entrepreneur. Hmm. I said, it's French. I can't speak French. Your mama can't, but I can. <laughs> um, and I said, it means I make money with my mind and with my mouth and not with my hands. Hmm. A lot of people have to work with their hands, strong, weak, or otherwise. They have no choice. But God has blessed us with the ability to generate money between our two ears and then bring it to life with our mouth. And wouldn't you know that one conversation moving thereafter, my son, when you asked him what he did, real estate was his, eh, he does real estate. He'll tell you he does real estate. And if you mention, I told you, I said in the beginning, you mention him, he'll tell you mm-hmm. what that, what the hell you said. Mama's a real to what the hell, right? Shout out to you again. Touche. Watch it till the end. <laughs> um, um, but with that being said, I heard him a week ago. My, my wife had mentioned that a realtor said that he had only sold four homes in a year. And my son stood up in career form. He was like, he did what? He did what? Sold four homes. I showed 40 homes this year. And I didn't even go out with you guys that much. I myself sold 40 homes this year. And he only sold four? Man, that guy's not a realtor. He's doing that part-time. He's not a realtor. He's not doing what we're doing. <laughs> What? When you ask my son what he does, since that conversation, he's an entrepreneur. He remembers. I make money with my mind and my mouth. I want to be more proud of this little Afro-Latino. I'm like, yo, let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's go. My son doesn't believe in Santa Claus. He never has. You know why? He know hard work bring you presents. I know stranger, hard work, dedication. And unfortunately, he's had to bust a couple of bubbles at an early age. And I said, son, son, because you have power doesn't mean you wield it. Mm, mm. So that's what I think about that powerful little kid, man. Don't don't get me started. And his little brother's a nice little piece of work too, man. So, but if you raise him right, grow a child in the way that they should grow, and they'll they will never depart from it. I do what I do with passion. My son sees me on the phone, he sees me move, 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 move. My son never sees me bored talking no, I can't. I don't. I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning if I'm late. And I get fucking to it. I'm in the gym. They know. I'm, come on. If I'm on club, I don't mic. Oh, I'm I know. Kind of, I know when you. Do you yep. know? I know. I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym. Why? Because if I wake up at five 
and put in two hours worth of work in the gym, two. And my competition is still sleeping. I will always, if I'm bored, make two hours more out of every day than they will ever make. Facts. That's 14 hours out of every week that more that I have than they don't have. Not including my exercise time. That's my time. I don't count that as their time. That's my time. Yep. You can't fuck with me by the end of the month. So that's that's my shit. That's where I'm at. I mean, <laughs> first off, before we like end this, I just want to tell you that first off, this has been truly profound and I knew it was going to be because I already knew who you were right and I know that my listeners are going to get something out of your story not just something but everything from your story and hopefully some changed minds that might have thought differently so first off I want to thank you for just taking the time to sit with me. I mean, what we're like now over what over an hour. Secondly, I know that my listeners are going to want to connect with you. Want to just like, just be in your presence. So please share all of your stuff, all your links. I'll put it in the show notes, anything that you have, coming up that maybe people want to go to because I mean I feel like I've done this over for over two years Luis okay and each interview is different but this one I feel like I feel like I could talk to you forever and listen to you forever and you impact you just impacted my life even more with everything that you shared tonight. So I truly appreciate you, but share everything so that my listeners can, can connect with you. A confused mind makes no decision. Hmm. So I'm going to keep it real simple and real sweet. Mm -hmm. I would like to meet each and every one of you. Whoever sees this, everyone who sees this, anyone who sees this, the easiest way to meet me in any format, digital, smoke signal, or otherwise. Meet, M-E-E-T, Luis, L-U-I-S. Luis, L- like Lou is, Lou is. Maybe I got to do a little movement like Lou is. Right, I got to do a little movement so they know. So, <laughs> so meetluis.com. Right. Um, you'll find everything there. What's that? That's the 10K card. Shout out to 10K. Boop. Boop, boop. Official sponsor, but <laughs> um, <laughs> right. So and he is, man. This man sponsors everything. So shout out to 10K, man. Um, black business, black business card, um, pays you, you pay it, never, and it powers itself. It's like it's true. I have it too. I have it too. Come on, meetluis.com. Come on. It's, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, Louise, really. So you guys, if you loved this episode, which I hope you guys did because it was it was it was powerful. 
share it on your socials. We will sh- we give we'll show you back some love. But Luis, truly, I- I'm blessed to know you, really. And I'm not no, that far away. Bless you tomorrow. I'm only on Long Island, so when I come to New oh, York, oh what? Yes. Nah, you frightened. <laughs> come on, son. Yeah, we need yep. to meet a little bit some like something like we need to meet middle ground. Right. Yep. No, we're gonna meet. Oh. We're gonna meet for sure. But I really, really appreciate you. Truly. I appreciate you, man. Listen, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I'm grateful, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to thousands of people on Clubhouse, right? Mm-hmm. You do. And some people like to tell us their story every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm just thankful that you had you asked me for mine. I let it out of the bottle a couple of times when people get out of control because people are, it's easy to connect that to someone they don't know or someone they can't hear and someone that often can't talk back with facts and not feelings, mm-hmm. not reading stats off of, off of, like off of a sheet. But I've done the stats. I've met the department of, I've done the work that you guys talk about. So I'm not going to argue with you about how to solve this when I know the people that should solve this won't solve this. So it's within our hands. Um, And I'm blessed to be knowing that God made me and you in his image. Mm. We could do whatever we put on my hands to. There you go. Facts. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, guys, so truly, like if you guys would support this incredible episode because it really was. We'll show you some love, but appreciate you. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.